You're listening to The Self-Worth Circle. This is a podcast about tapping into your innate powers, gifts, and wisdom. Join us on the journey of alignment, magic, and flow. Alrighty, my loves. Uh, It's your host, Julia Haxel here. And this is an episode that I have been wanting to record for quite a while now. I'm going to talk about my Egypt journey. And the reason that I've procrastinated and haven't actually sat down and done this is because I am actually afraid that I am not going to find the right words to describe this absolutely insane and intense and magical and beautiful journey that I've been on. And just also for your information, I am right now <laughs> sitting in my my mom's guest bedroom and one of the dogs, one of her dogs is here with me. So if there is a little bit of a, you know, noises around me I am and I apologize for it just you know life is what it is there is no perfect (laughs) perfect circumstances yet so but I'm here for it and um, I might have to you know stop the recording but I'm gonna try not to because I feel that you know self-worth circle and the way we have been recording our episodes has been beautiful because we are so fully transparent and raw and beautiful um so I am really bad with names of places and cities and uh, geography has never been my thing in school either so apologies um you can go to sarahjaneperman.com. I'll leave her link in bio if you want to read more about the Egypt journey. I know that she might still have the information about this year's journey up on her website, but she might also have updated it for, you know, next year's journey. She's doing a similar one. Of course, it's not the same one, but... She's hosting it again next year in Egypt in November that I think I'm quite sure of. So if you're interested, definitely check that out and definitely listen to the episode that we had Sarah Jane on. She is a beautiful, beautiful woman and such an inspiration. And just like a light in this world, I'm very grateful to have met her at one of uh, the trainings that I've been in. And um, yeah, let us start. So, by the way, <laughs> I've also had like a big, big <laughs> breakdown today because I've uh, realized that I... Excuse me, sir. Sorry, the dog is just like scratching his ears and like doing all the stuff. Um, But yeah. Guy, please, no. That looked. He's this uh, giant schnauzer and he's, I think, one year old. So he has a lot of, you know, puppy energy. Yeah, but I was going to say that um, 
I actually had a breakdown today because I haven't been able to actually sit down and dedicate a specific time and have this like closing ceremony almost for myself. We did a closing ceremony in Egypt, but I feel like I need an integration ceremony and time where I actually sit down and just, you know, let things move through. Um, and I feel like I'm suffocating in just a lot. I'm also... I think one day late with my period and I know she has a reason to be a little bit late but you know when you're in that place of like there's so much you're so ready to let go of and you're just like it feels like you're ready to explode and everything anyone says and does just frustrates you and I feel like I have so much that I I need to but I don't know where to begin with you know but I've also received a lot of support from my mentor and from the coaching container that I'm in so I'm really grateful for that I feel very seen and I know I'm not the only one who's going through these big shifts and changes this is a really really potent time and potent time can mean that you feel really you know expansive and light and amazing but it comes with it it dips and it really pushes us to look at not only our shadows but the things that we're really uncomfortable in and it kind of asks us to be in this really deep contraction and the thing is that you know that life comes with downs and contractions and places that you don't like Uh, but I personally tend to you know forget how intense it can get and then once I'm there I I just go into that pattern of spiraling down instead of catching myself in it and finding a way to mobilize it. And I think that's the the only way, you know, we can we can deal with the things we're feeling is to catch ourselves and to create a space where we can, you know, I don't know if journaling is something you do or moving with it. Do you know, allowing yourself to, we call it mobilize it. So you can do it in different ways. And, you know, finding sounds that helps it to move through. So that's something that I'm here also to remind you of and offer to you today. And remember that, you know, it's just one of those dips. (laughs) And it's going to be fine eventually even though it doesn't feel like it I'm gonna have a sip of my coffee Mm. so yeah Egypt Egypt has been calling to me a long long time Uh, I think I had this really deep message from the goddess Isis um about three or four years ago, I'm, I tend to be a little bit confused with years, so apologies again for that. I'm going to stop apologizing now and just own up to who I am. I'm bad with years, I'm bad with geography, I'm bad with names, of cities, people, you name it. <laughs> I can't even remember the age of myself sometimes. So if that says something, you have it. Okay, 
So Egypt has been calling to me for quite a while now. I remember a winter when ISIS was really like trying to push through to me. And I found myself in one of my favorite spiritual shops in Helsinki, Eranova. If you haven't been there, definitely check it out. And I bought heaps of like ISIS cards and ISIS statues and ISIS things. And also the green Tara came to me. So a lot of feminine energy starting to like push me to embody my feminine and I would say this is exactly three years ago during this time in like November December also and so I started to research her also online because how amazing is it to you know have um, the guru google giving you information for free I mean most of like any information you can find for for free online so just like but you also have to find a way to you know feel into what sings true to you and not believe everything you read on instagram or google but you all know this so i got really into isis and egypt and the pyramids and you know working with the energies of the ankh um and all of that and so she it was kind of an the first initiation I would believe and then I met Sarah yeah a little bit later the spring after that in uh, Satu Tuomala's one of her trainings um Sarah did Sarah Jane did like amazing um goddess embodiment work with us we did Kali <laughs> I was like starting with Kali we did Lakshmi did we did Sarasvati we did Kali and Durga um maybe parvati i'm not sure um but yeah she really inspired me with her way of teaching and really feminine way of just being herself and yeah I mean, Satu is also amazing, but Sarah Jane really stayed with me because I hadn't worked with her that much. And um, I started following her on Instagram and I saw that she was uh, planning an Egypt journey. And I really wanted to go, but I did not have the financials for it back then. And then the Corona year, I also, she like, I really wanted to go, but it's the same thing. I couldn't because financial situation and also like the COVID pushed her also to move it to this year. Um, and so, you know, things aligned for me and um, I actually borrowed money in the summer from my mom to be able to pay for the deposit because um, I know that many of you who are yoga teachers in Finland has been struggling and I'm one of them. Things are looking better now, but I'm really just here to tell you that there is always a way. And I, th I think that you just have to make the decision and do a uncomfortable thing of asking for help. Maybe mo like moving money around. I don't know if you have like a saving account, but I had to do things to just like committing to myself because I felt such a strong call. And uh, I was able to pay uh, my mom back quite quickly because, you know, universe aligned up and I had you know things come to me work-wise which was 
quite amazing. So ask and you shall receive and also commit to yourself and universe will have your back. Spirit will have your back. Um, so I went to Egypt in November, I think, honestly, it was in the beginning of November and it was a 16 day journey and I had so much fear coming up even before the whole trip, you know, just basic fears of like traveling alone because I hadn't done it for such a long time. It was, you know, really stupid things like being like, of course, these things happen and it's horrible, but like really primal fears of being killed and kidnapped and, you know, um, just, I guess, things that I've been brought up to believe about certain cultures and uh, in my family and also from news. So, and I had been to Egypt once to Haggadah with my family when I was 15 and I had a really like bad experience with the with a few men there that was like really pushy and kind of like sneaking up to me and talk when my dad was somewhere else and like slimy um like sexually slimy to me so I guess it stuck to me also in a way and um well yeah so I had a lot of that coming up before the whole trip and uh, then I mean, I arrive in Cairo airport and it's like, it's, <laughs> it's a lot. There's a lot of, you know, just things going on. And I was quite tired. I was in a late flight and I think we got in around 10 p.m. or something. But uh, I had a guy waiting, uh, picking me up to like help me through the passport check to get the visa, to get my SIM card. So they had organized the most smooth, nourishing and nurturing landing for me. And he was the kindest man ever and like very respected, like respected that I was tired and just like helping me with my bags and with everything. So, and I also met the photographer, Anna Beck, and another beautiful la lady, Laylee, from Ibiza. Um, not from Ibiza, but she lives in Ibiza and uh, at the airport. So we shared a taxi to the, to the first hotel, but I was like so freaking tired. So I didn't really, you know, talk to them too much. I remember Anna looking back at me because I was in the back backseat was like is she out or is she like just really introverted I feel like I'm just yeah laughing at the whole situation now but I was almost like I just I don't care about anything I just want to sleep <laughs> um so we got to and um, like really basic nice hotel and I meet my roommate uh Leola that I really hope to bring on this podcast as soon as possible um, have a chat with her she's an amazing um, tantra facilitator with women and other sexual work so um, but yeah I meet her and there was like only one you know queen size bed and she's like I don't mind if you sleep next to me or I mean we can also like make a bed in the there was like this this couch that you can make into a bed but I was like I don't really care I don't want to sleep in a couch so can I sleep next to you she's like yeah of course uh she had water and it's like the most amazing girl the most smooth landing and um 
I mean, I was also really tired, so everything is a little bit of a, of a, yeah, I don't remember that much. And then the next day we had a wake up, we ate breakfast, and we had a really, really long, um, long um, bus ride. I think we had like it was like five hours or something and then we spent a night at a really really nice hotel um, at the coast and we had an opening ceremony with the group we got to know the people uh, we called in the directions and um, it was just a very nice and needed movement practice of getting into the energy of the group and getting into the energy and the container of what we were going to work with so I felt so much better and this hotel had an amazing buffet and it was just like the most perfect beach the the like a crystal color turquoise blue water so I swam and I felt like I was starting to land into the the hug and the container of Egypt and Egypt is I mean that there there's so much there like you you know that there is a lot if you've been but if you haven't you know been you can't really under because it's like if you haven't I don't know how to explain it, but there's so much of everything there. And when you're open to receive it, it can be so intense and almost scary. And it really amplifies you and your energies, I felt. But yeah, we continued our journey to Siwa and we spent a few nights in Siwa in the middle of the desert. We visited uh, salt lakes that was like insane if you've been to a flotation tank this was like flotation tank on ecstasy was one of the most beautiful places I've ever been to kind of like middle of nowhere and just like so much codes coming through for me already that I was like I can't really like if I stand still I will get like an overload because I hadn't worked up the my energy body was quite weak and I was happy to have like my period because I was like shielding myself with my blood every every morning in the shower just to kind of like have that energy protection but um more on that so um honestly I haven't planned to how to transmute the the information that I've been given, I feel like this should be a freaking four-hour episode, but I'm going to try to really make it short and um, just so you get something out of it. Um, and maybe you join us next year. I feel like I'm going at least. So back to Siwa, back to the Salt Lake. Um, that was really beautiful. We swam in them. We had some time to walk around and, you know, sit in meditation. People were taking pictures. People were talking. People were having, I think, some music parties. Um, and then back to the hotel. We had a day in the desert. That was epic. Like, almost action movie epic. There was, like, one scene with the jeeps going, like, over sand dunes in, like, 
that was like super fast and we had a few that was that were a little bit scared some of us loved it others were like we are gonna die <laughs> scared but um we stopped and uh, the the guides talked to the to the guys driving the cards and cars and uh yeah they slowed down and we were nothing happened everyone was safe that was just like i think just because everyone was still arriving into the container there was like a lot of emotions around this but it was so cool it was freaking amazing and i had this like when we got out of the cars and we did like a ceremony and we sat in meditation again and trans like started to get transmission i had like a really strong scary message come true to me i'm not gonna tell what it was because the next day i um there was like something that had happened to someone in the group and i had gotten that message the night before and i haven't really told anyone from the group this because i was like scared of it almost um but yeah we went to cleopatra's pool that was amazing it's this like almost like a hole in the ground um and it looks a little bit like okay is this it but then once you're in it it's like whoa it feels like you're swallowed by just like love and light sorry the dog is uh having a moment and then the same day i think we also went to the oracle temple I think if you Google Oracle Temple Siwa, that's like, yeah, that was one of the most profound um, experience for me. I had this moment of just like divine and unconditional love come to me and I saw and I remembered who I've been and um, there was just a lot of beauty and I've, I cried and I cried and I cried and it wasn't sad like it was not it was not anything it was just like I was so overwhelmed by the love and it was such a strong reminder of reminder for me that we're not only here in this lifetime that we've had you know so many lives and it felt like coming home for me and I for the like I've had moments of you know um getting into trance but once I come out of it it's like oh I don't know but this was like a confirmation to me because my left arm was starting to like really wake up and I was not moving it and it was like doing code language and I was like whoa I've I've done this before and I've done this also in this life but I haven't recognized what it is and I got this like really strong message of that I have to be with that more and I have to go to sacred sites and create sacred sites in nature and gather women also and share this code language. Mm. So that was really profound for me. And uh, I think this night was when we also had like uh, one last dinner at the most amazing place uh, next to a holy sacred mountain it might have been the next day because, you know, timeline is really weird for me right now. Um, and we danced with, uh, they they played music to us. They made us Siwan food and um, so Siwan, <laughs> the place is Siwa. 
Mm, and it was just the magical, magical, magical last night. And then I think this is when we started to drive back towards Cairo. On the way, we had again a freaking amazing night at a five star hotel called, I think, Al Alamein. And if you look it up, um, mm, coffee. <laughs> Yeah, it was like my favorite place in the whole world. I could go there just for a vacation because, again, the buffet had freaking truffle risotto. And I was done with hummus for a while. <laughs> no, hummus is great. Mm. So I had that and we had some wine with the girls and we pulled some cards. Uh, everyone did what they had to do. Some went to the spa, some went swimming, some spent time with alone and I had wine with my love uh, Sophia and Leola and then Anna uh, the photographer also joined us and it was lovely um, but yeah I feel like I really hope that this makes sense if anyone listens to it um, but yeah because there was so much I could also just speak on the energies of this, but I also feel like I want to take you on like some kind of visual ride so that you can understand how much that we were going through during this time. And so when we got back to Cairo, there was two ladies that left the group and we had uh, new people coming into the group. And the first evening that we got to Cairo we checked in and then it was time to go to the pyramids for a sound experiment that they had done the previous time but uh, Joe who is married to Sarah Jane uh, he knows these like um, cool not musicians but I guess like sound um, they they study sound and like something else <laughs> But uh, they were like flying into to Cairo just to like join us for this one thing. So this is not included in the program. You can do it like if you are if you're willing to pay an extra. I don't know if it's like eighty uh, US dollars or what. But I was like, I'm going into the pyramids. Like that is not. I mean, what is that even like? I didn't know that it was possible, but. Okay, so we went there, we had like private access to both the Queen's Chamber and King's Chamber. And honestly, that was also like when some of the new people were like introduced to the group and no one was like talking because that was like the most intense, not even like intense, but I had this like one second of feeling like I was suffocating because you were, I don't know if anyone, you listeners has been to the pyramids, but there was like this the the entrances are like small like smaller tunnels when you go into the chambers but just like when you go into the king's and the queen's chamber and uh you have to like bow and then like move <laughs> walk forward and when you're like queuing in i got like stuck behind a person there was a person behind me i had this like moment of like okay i've like i died like this <laughs> so that was like intense but I had my tiny anxiety attack and I was fine. And like, 
it was a manger and I don't think that anyone else like if you have claustrophobia you would be fine if you would just like maybe be the first person in and the first person out like nothing major but I had like this like fear but it was also because I know that a part of me was scared of the downloads I was gonna receive so we spent about 15 minutes in the queen's chamber to prepare for the ceremony and then we went up to the king's chamber and if you ever been to the pyramids you know that um there's nothing really it's like a box a stone box that you're inside of there's no hieroglyphs there's no statues it's just it is what it is no sorry the dog again and uh so we played with getting into the resonance of was it four three two so the resonance frequency of your nervous system your heart through the sound of ah and i'm gonna receive the sound um they were recording everything um i'm not actually sure what happened uh during the whole time because i saw so much um i saw a big cobra snake and already like in the bus on the way to the pyramid I had this like big black dragon come down to me and he used his wings to kind of like shield me because you know um when you start to open yourself up you open yourself up to everything so I had this like amazing dragon guide coming to me but inside of the pyramid we have we we opened up everything and then you could choose if you stood or you sat down um and um yeah i sat down i was next to this woman that i've never met um and it was i felt like i've known her like past lives we had definitely some kind of connection because throughout this journey when we stood next to each other in the temples there was always like really big things coming through she felt like a sister really like um amazing amazing woman um, but in the pyramid, in the king's chamber, yeah, I, I had so much visual things and they had to like, uh, turn off the lights also because the lights that are inside of the chamber has also this like sound and disturbs the frequency. So it was like pitch black and, um, we were there for an hour, I think, and it felt like 10 minutes and at the same time it felt like eternity because there was so much, there was like this big, star that came down in the middle of the circle and or this is what I saw like a big star coming down middle of the circle and started to expand and then we were in the star and it took us up and then I also had like some personal things moving through and a lot of clearing and I had this the the snake that I had talked about the cobra I was massive like it was bigger than a human and it come came up to me slowly and then stared me in the eyes for a long long time until I wasn't afraid anymore and then it went down up my spine so into the tailbone and up the spine and it kind of sat itself in my spine 
And now when I talk about it, it's like still there and there's so much power in that. And then it was funny because a few days later, our guide, uh, Krista, started to talk about like two different snakes in Egypt and how one is bad and one is good, but we are both of them. And I was like, fuck yeah, <laughs> I had that already. <laughs> I had to go and talk to her. Um, and I saw something else. I can't remember what, but there was a lot of like visuals in the pyramids. We went out and it was like, what? just happened had a very short sleep when we got back to the hotel because the next morning we were gonna have a ceremony between the paws of the sphinx and the sphinx is an area that you usually don't get access to like to the like actual plateau of it so you can you know you can go and see it but you can't get close to it so we had that we had an amazing sunrise meditation on the 11th of November so 11 11 called in the transmissions and the portal opened and um, it felt again like just love and love and love and we were there for a long time time went by so fast I remember leaning into the paw of the swing so we were like in between and at the heart of the swings between the you know paws of it and I lean on the paw and I just felt so supported by everything in the group and I remember that this is what we are here to do together we're here to gather and to hold the light hold the love and hold the vision of eternal loving light and um there was just a lot of clearing and coming back home to trust. And then after this, we also had a walk around the plateaus of the pyramids. And Krista, that was one of our guides who was married to the other guide. Um, oh my God, how can I not? Kareem. <laughs> Kareem, who was um, Egyptian and uh it was such a beautiful couple so we had a lot of like guides and sarah jane was like our the group the the facilitator and the one who had gathered gathered us there and he, she was together with joe who's um or married with joe who also you know kept the women safe um but back to back to the pyramid so we walked around the plateaus of the pyramid and Krista shared a lot of wisdom on of the um you know I wish I can I could remember everything but there's a lot of like um books and things you can read if you want more on the like technology behind the pyramids and how yeah, well, I'm not going to get into it because I know that I will not find words and I'm not that good on retelling a story that comes from someone who actually knows shit. But apparently, you know, there's like these uh, wells also around the pyramids and the whole network has been used through the frequency of sound so there's like the wells and the water is moving underneath that has somehow back in the days um activated something in the pyramids and as we know there are many pyramids and 
I mean, all around the world, but also in Egypt. And the three pyramids of Giza lines up with the belt of Orion in the stars. But there's also like, I think the one where Orion reaches or the like the arm at the end of the arm, there's a star that is aligned to an another um, pyramid in Egypt. I felt like this was fascinating. Um, and this pyramid is not that close. It's not close, obviously, to Giza, but it's, it is in Egypt. And that one is fully um, secured by the army and you can't get access to it. So there is something that we don't know, but someone knows. <laughs> After Cairo, we started a journey uh, towards Luxor. So we had a lunch. We got back to the hotel, I think, or we caught a flight the same day. I can't remember. Anyway, we flied from Cairo to Luxor, and then we went on a temple boat. We spent five days on this temple boat and it was amazing and we spent so much time I think I feel like I've forgotten something um but we visited Hathor's temple was definitely something that I can't remember I can't, can't that I really remember because stepping into Hathor's temple was the most incredible feeling in the whole world it's like just as I also said with the Oracle Temple, but this was like this mothery, mothery, you were so embraced by love and you could like really surrender into like trusting and everything that I saw, everything that I felt in every temple was just like a confirmation for me. So it felt like I was upgrading and I, I mean, everyone was, we were really having our own unique experiences and there was so much moving through and so much like crying and laughing and sounding and sadness and fear moving through but so much love in Hathor's temple and then I mean holy shit there was so many temples uh I think the next day we went to the the big one where one of the James Bond movies has been shot. What's it called? Something on A. Where the temple of... It's like a big area of like... It looks like a palace. And then there's like one smaller temple for Sekhmet. Who is the lion goddess. I don't know if you know it. But that one was really powerful also. And the funny thing was that I couldn't like... The statue of her in there was like, I couldn't, I didn't see a lion. I saw a like, weird UFO-like being. And then after when someone showed me a picture of her again, I was like, oh, now I see the lion. But I see that, did not see the lioness inside of the temple. Um, but yeah, we went there also. There was like also this really, sorry dog again there was also this like smaller um temple in the middle of the desert and um i think someone came in anywho 
smaller temple in the middle of the desert and I had no expectations and then when we went in and had like a ceremony there holy shite that was intense so I mean you always get what you need from where you at and if you're like I mean so I don't <laughs> there was like this funny funny thing with um that specific small temple I can't remember where it was or what it was called but I had like big things coming at me and a lot of like uncomfortable things also but um yeah so we were spending you know time on the Nile but also like stopping and getting picked up by buses and going to different temples so that was really cool and it felt in a way easier than the first bit of the of the journey because um because you spend time actually moving on the boat but you didn't have to sit on a bus but and you could like as I mentioned we had like people leave halfway through and people joining us halfway through so yeah and always during the boat we had like these um movement practices ceremonies we had a cacao ceremony during a full moon uh, I think or leading up to a full moon um then towards the end of the journey we uh, got to Aswan and we got off the boat I have probably uh forgotten about something but that's okay <laughs> We got to Aswan, to the village of Aswan, and we stayed in a hotel for two nights. And during that time, we visited the Isis temple and um, the bigger one. There was like two different ones. There was like one smaller one in just like the center of the city. And then one that you have to take a boat to. So it's like an island. Um, and I bought some amazing like stones they're like crystals but I can't remember the name of it ever it's something on a Aswan no it's not Aswan Andara stone yeah and that was just so cool and that's also where we after the main temple on the island we took like the smaller boat to the goddess gate it's like a five minute drive by boat and we did like the closing there with the full moon um holding us and then yeah I wish really I could <laughs> tell you everything but that would be too much information and I am as I said still in integration I'm gonna do a ceremony this weekend just to just to you know let things kind of be closed and move through one single time so at the goddess gate some people got out of the boat and you know stood by the gate and some people sat in the boat and then we did the closing with the group and we went back to the hotel in Aswan and had a closing dinner I went out to buy some frankincense and then I was on the morning flight back to Cairo. We had to say goodbye to each other. It feels all like a dream now, but I stayed in an airport hotel. Um, sorry about the dog. He's really like annoying today. 
wait. <laughs> Oi! There we go. <laughs> but yeah, so, I mean, there is no words really for what happened. You need to go yourself and find out what's there for you. But if it's calling, um, it's calling to you for a reason. And I had like so many conversations also on Instagram with people like, oh my God, it feels like home just watching your stories. And I feel like because Egypt is such an ancient land, we all have some uh, past life history there. So yes, I would with all of my heart recommend um the egypt journey with sarah jane perman and uh, i mean the team was just incredible just incredible so biggest like thank you to sarah jane joe uh michelle who was the assistant and then of course krista and uh, karim and also everyone else being you know holding us and and sharing so much wisdom to us and letting us also share and learn from each other that's the beauty of it always go next year and make it happen for you as i said it will start to stir like once you make the decision it will start to stir up things and that's just part of it but you will learn so much about yourself and so much will shift within you um and it will confirm so many things for you emotionally physically um spiritually i'm like um just very comfortable now with being you know open about what i do because that's something that i haven't really been like people have reached out to me like oh my god I've never known that you do like oracle card readings or that you do energy transmission I'm like yeah it's because I haven't really first of all yoga meditation has taken so much space and energy for me so I haven't had the energy to share it but it was also something that I did before uh, becoming a yoga teacher so it's been there I haven't just like been um, marketing it in the same way and of course, I've been doing it also through my way of sharing, you know, embodiment and yoga. But I am also hosting a full moon ceremony on the 15th. So I think it's going to be, no, wait, 18th. Well, anyways, you can find it on my Instagram, Julie Hexel. It's a full moon temple and I'm going to share some group healing and transmissions energies from what i've been given in egypt so come and check it out for yourself thank you for tapping in and um yeah i mean <laughs> i really hope that this makes sense because i feel like i always get so confused on how to explain something big it's a good practice but i know that this is not enough still there's been upgrades and transmissions and i mean i am not the same we're never the same every every morning is a new life but this was such a big shift it was a quantum leap really um it's with any big decision you make also you know 
yoga teacher trainings or going on a trip alone it's always like a quantum leap towards your higher self and this has definitely been just like me coming back to my power um still integrating all right we will circle back to you in a few weeks we nowadays have a more um so i'm talking about self-worth circle we have a more free and open way of um sharing episodes so there's no specific pattern but we try to always get back to you every other week and this week you have been given two episodes to listen to because i needed this one the egypt one to be shared asap um again shout out to sarah jane perman shout out to krista shout out to kareem it's really hard to remember his name today but i will try to share all the details in the show notes so that you can go and read more about everything big love big hugs and have an amazing day evening night wherever you're at this was julia from the self-worth circle and see you soon again Thank you for listening to this episode. Remember to share and tag us in your social so that we can grow the circle and support more souls on their journey. You'll find our handles in the show notes.